Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week, we're celebrating the return <laughs> of Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. I've got plenty to be thankful for. I need this small. I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. I used to love this town. Until what happened that night. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I'm tired of pretending like everything is normal and it's not. I want things to go back to normal, too. Show some enthusiasm. Thanksgiving is an institution here. Sick holiday game. This is weird. We're all tagged, and our names are at the table. But why us? straight off a Thanksgiving table. I don't want to spend my life looking over my shoulder. We need to stop him. to be a very happy Thanksgiving. Let's see. I can barely make it through a straight phrase on that one. <laughs> Not in a bad way, I'm meaning I'm like the return yes you know there's so many sequels one might say or revisionings whatever however you want to whatever you're branding it as right yes of movies we're just gonna stick to the horror genre that their sequels are like years later you know some of them like a decade plus and this one is a unique uh, film because it was never a film. Yeah, it was just a trailer. And that trailer blew the fuck. I was not an Eli Roth fan at all. 
And I saw that literally, I don't even know how long it is, a minute maybe, trailer. And I'm like, why isn't this real? And so many other people thought the same thing. But it took them so long. Like the machete thing came without, out a few years after that. Because machete was also a trailer on there. It was. And then it wasn't maybe two, three years till they made the machete movies. But yeah, it's taken them like 15 years to finally get around to the... Uh, I'm sorry, 16 years to get around to Thanksgiving, so... I think because it was a little much. Yeah. And also, you know, Thanksgiving really hasn't... It's grown to be, like, problematic. Like, a lot of people literally do not celebrate it. And I only celebrate it, obviously, besides the turkey. I mean, come on. Delicious. Um, For the family aspect, I mean, I don't... It's not. I don't, it's. I don't have that like, f- like movie, um, family where there's gonna be like all the drama and someone's coming in with like crazy news and then the other one <laughs> hates the other one. You know those movies where yeah. they always show like this is every Thanksgiving like family in the world has this experience. You know, dreaded. I don't dread it. I welcome it. It's fun. Stressful because you know the cooking, but well, yeah. Besides that, good old fun. So the movie itself revolves around a black friday riot that starts off the movie which having worked in retail for a number of years i can say they're not too far off with that uh crazy shit happens on black friday sales people do get shoved people get trampled now people have died before no place i ever worked anybody died but people did get shoved people did get into a lot of people died in this movie yeah no, I mean, and yes. In general, yeah. In general, in real life, at Black Friday, and now that's why there's literally not really a Black Friday anymore. Yeah, they don't do that so much because it got so crazy because people got so damn nuts over it. Yeah, and in I the remember hours. the Best Buy I went to where it was like they had moved all the refrigerators up to make a tunnel to put people had to go through to get in and out. So it was like a shoot where they could kind of control the crowd. It was insane. So we have the cast, which... The whole, I watched the movie in its entirety, and then one of the cast members, I was like, are you kidding me? I like watched this movie with this person in it, and I had no idea this person was in the movie. I didn't um, know who this person was. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> which is Addison Ray, but that I don't want to give her the write-off. That's the first person. We're going to not skip over Patrick Dempsey's in the movie. Okay? Yes. And he's Sheriff Eric. And um, I was like, OMG. It's the second Patrick Dempsey movie we've covered because we also talked about The Stuff, where he made an we appearance did. in The Stuff briefly at the end. Lover Boy was in both movies. Yeah, he showed up to be a guy who was insane for The Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he is. Um, and then you also have uh, Gina Gershon. And when the movies, I was like, is that Gina Gershon? Because. Yep. For me, I wouldn't think like, oh yeah, she's going to be in this movie. So, and there's a whole bunch of other people on the way. Anyone else stand out besides, obviously, the two main, I wish the main people, but the people that most people notice. No, there's a lot of character actors in it that I've seen in different things that showed up in there that, you know, there's the kind that you're always like, oh yeah, that guy. There was a few of those kind of people in it, but for the most part, it was people I really wasn't familiar with. And then for the, you know, the demographic. Addison Ray was in the movie, guys. Crazy, right? Like, what? Uh, I guess. 
That this is you saying that to me is like me going up to a sixteen year old and go, "Hey, Werner Herzog was in that movie. It was crazy, right?" And them looking at me like, what "The fuck are you talking about?" She's a TikTok bike person that blew up that became like friends with Courtney Kardashian, and then she blew up. She blown up because you know mm. before that, and then she met Courtney, and then they were like the best of friends, and then they had a falling out, and then here we are. 2023 Thanksgiving, so Eli the Black Roth- Friday riot goes very badly. Oh yes, yeah, it goes very very badly, and uh, one year later, someone takes up on the mantle of John Carver and begins carving out the victims. Yeah, who is their like towns like mascot kind of guy? Yeah, I wouldn't say mascot. I would say founder. The they founder hand of out the town. John Carver masks all over town. Which I mean, I'm like. I want one of those masks. Can someone make me one? Oh, I'm sure they're coming next year. I really want one. I don't think so. <laughs> I would I would actually be very stoked if that was a thing. Because this program outfit, like the whole... <sighs> I just love it so much. You know, there isn't enough holiday, like really good holiday horror. And I know that they had that like one movie that had all those stories. Dot, dot, dot. Holiday maybe was the name of the movie. I don't know. But... I really, really love this film. I'm just jumping right into the how many yeah. knives I gave the film. How many carvings I gave carving the film. Carving knives, okay. Carving knives. Um, before we jump into the whole thing, I wanted to say that Eli Roth, you know, decided to join up with the other writer from... Oh, yeah, this was the same guy who wrote the... Uh, Cabin Fever. The script for... No, he was in Cabin Fever. He didn't write it. He just oh. happened to act in Cabin Fever. But he was the same guy who wrote the script for the uh, trailer for Thanksgiving. His name is Jeff Rendell. And he wrote that. He came back and wrote the movie, part of the script for this one, too. So they kind of did their thing together. Yeah. And great collaboration, I have to this say. This might be one of those things where, like, Eli Roth is better with someone helping him out, kind of doing the, you know, being a co-writer with him. Like his friend, Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. <laughs> Tarantino was definitely better when he had Roger Avery working with him, I think. I agree. Because he, Tarantino needs someone to rein his long-ass monologues in and be like, nah, we already had one of those. We don't need another one for another 45 minutes. Let's not have 12 in a row. If you disagree, dial 1-800-JUMPSCARE. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think we're missing some numbers in that in that telephone number, but that'd be fine. So the film itself, it carries through, and obviously, um, it is set later, like today, because yeah. the original trailer was set more, like it's you know the ground high as so it's like seventies, eighties, yeah, know, mostly eighties. Like they the they said in some interview I saw that they looked at the trailer and they pretended like the trailer was a movie that got made and it never it was so offensive and so terrible that the whole movie was destroyed and everyone disavowed any knowledge of it and this is their remake of that movie from what they've seen of the trailer. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's yeah, kind of fun. I accept that. Also, for those of you who have not seen it, um, this is going to be a spoiler. So before we got into anything, we haven't we really haven't covered any reveals. Yeah. Not that there's reveals. Wink. Um, <laughs> obviously there has to be the reveal who the stalker is, right? Yeah. Who the pilgrim killer is? John Carver. John. What a Carver. great name for him too, because you know he's out there carving up people, 
It's a little on the nose, but I like it. And what's even more on the nose, and who would have thought that? Because I would have never had thought, oh, yeah, let's set this in, hmm, where are we going to set this at? Connecticut, mm. um, New York. No, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Yes, there's, it's all very subtle. Yes, and then we have Patrick Dempsey doing the accent, and that was like at least 15% of the movie for me <laughs> was to hear him um, with the Massachusetts accent. Yeah, you gotta do the Boston thing. Yeah, well, Plymouth, the Plymouth thing. Wink. Um, <laughs> so the kills in this were crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, also, it, there's a very special guest star in this we need to mention. Oh, and yes. And that is the Tonic the Cat, who played in the most recent Pet Cemetery movie, which was not good, but the cat was fine. I don't blame the cat's performance on the movie. The only cat to walk the runway, I yes. think. And uh, he makes a return appearance in this movie as, of course, a different cat. But he is hilarious. I love this cat. I need him in my life. I also love the fact that... Now, here's where we're getting into a little bit of spoiler territory. This is a guy who, yeah, he's out there carving up people, killing them, doing terrible things to them. He goes to leave the house of one of the victims. He stops and feeds the cat. He does. Because he's not all bad. Nope. He's not a bad... He's not one of those serial killers that's after animals. He made sure the cat was fed. Now, there was a dismembered body behind him spurting out blood, but hey, what are you going to do? He's also not the slasher that's going around killing people just to kill people. For the people that he doesn't want to kill, he just tranquilizes them. Yeah. So that's also like a plus. I would say when we were watching it, we were like, kind of like, this is um, the two movies. Um, My Bloody Valentine meets Scream. Yeah. Is how I would. And My Bloody Valentine for not obviously the mask part, because that one's more on the nose than the other one is. I mean, he's a yeah. minor. But more on the holiday and the revenge aspect. Um, spoiler. <laughs> oh, well, there's no spoilers on that. It's pretty obvious from the trailer that something's going to happen at the uh, Thanksgiving. At the Thanksgiving parade, which now Shad did state and I also noticed that there's one scene from the trailer that did not make it into the movie. Yeah, maybe that's because Roth didn't want to come back and recreate that scene again. But most of the things from the trailer show up in there at some point. They changed the trampoline kill a they little bit. They totally changed the trampoline kill, which I felt was whatever, but, but fine. I can also see that when the DVD and Blu-ray of this come out, it'll have the uncut version of that kill on there as well. Ooh, that would ideas that would be fantastic that's what i'm thinking on that one i mean it is pretty gruesome but it's one of those things like when the people rushed out of the theater like on halloween like when they followed the original like showing and they're like this is the bloodiest movie but there's like two drops of blood in the whole movie yeah it's one of those like suggestive things so you see the knife there you see that she's not wearing underwear like you see her jumping up and down the come down the knife coming up and then her coming down from her jump and then cut to like you know her being on there you you get it like yeah. you you know what happened you know the only thing that's really not in there that was in the trailer was the scene where eli roth is getting a blowjob from the cheerleader he gets his head chopped off and this is after she's already run away from someone else who had their head chopped off while she was doing that to him so it's like two for one that night i really i shouldn't say ooh, i really love that scene but it just reminds me of student bodies. Like, if student yeah. bodies was, like, X-rated, and I love student bodies. Like, I could watch that. 
to a certain point though I don't like the end part of it but that whole like beginning to like the middle favorite where it's Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday Friday the 13th yes Halloween yes 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 let's not I'll start recreating like the first scenes of the movie because no let's not do that even when like downstairs when I'll see something I'll like pretend that I'm the killer doing the thing you have to see the movie so watch student bodies if you haven't seen this movie it's a spoof horror movie from back in the day um, I would say it's obviously the first in its kind of its kind because scary movie obviously happened like it came out like right after later. Halloween and all those I'm not even sure like there'd been any of the sequels to Halloween or Friday the 13th yet so it was kind of ahead of its time too but anyhow back to Thanksgiving yes Thanksgiving <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like you said, the kills in this are way over the top and way crazy. They do a great job of just being completely nuts with this. And I love the puns that they do. You know, someone gets cut in half and left by a sign that says everything is 50% off. Yeah. Wink. They really took the... You don't see a lot of tech in horror because it could ruin. Obviously, it gets in the way of the things that you need. Because everyone's thing always when something... Why didn't they just pick up the phone and call? You know, that's why all these fucking movies have like, oh, they lost cell phone service or they're deep down in some cavern where they can't get it, you know, or whatever. Their phone breaks. A bajillion problems. But this, they really use the technology. The killer uses the technology to, you know... Really mess with people. Really mess with the people and, you know, obviously show. And then the things that are said in the trailer, like the catchphrases um, that the narrator, you know, says. Yeah, the white meat, dark meat, all will be carved. Yes. They cleverly did that in several different ways via, like, Instagram posts or videos or him seeing it. So it wasn't just all just him just hitting, like, the one-liners. Um, but I... Or her, quote. <laughs> I was like, him. Or her. We did say it was a spoiler. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I, I'm not too, like, the killer. I just wish it was someone else. I was a little disappointed, but not enough where I'm just like, fuck this movie. Like, I'm, I still love the film. I really had a great time. I was really, like, grossed out by a lot of the kills I'm not really into gore, but I can appreciate it when it's done in a way that is just... I mean, you can totally tell there was a lot of practical effects, yeah. right? Like, and I really that I really appreciate that because, like we've always said, it's a mix of the two that makes it look good, you know? And this was great to see, too, like with a crowd that was totally into it. Like, everybody there was into it. We had the typical people that were, like, screaming during the movie that were yelling out, don't go in there, don't go in there, and that kind of stuff. It was fun. Um, haven't really been to a crowded horror movie where they did that in a long time, so that was fun to see again. It was so... That was literally the big part. That's what the Nicole Kidman was saying. You know, you gotta get back to the movies because you're, you're not gonna have those experiences sitting at home. You know, unless you're going to, like, get your friends to, like, heckle and also, do stuff. Also, I, I do got to, we have to talk about the two small children that had snuck into the movie there. They were obviously underage and were so young that when the trailer for the new Planet of the Apes movie came on, they gasped out loud and were like, oh, the monkeys talk in this movie? Yes. And I had to fight the urge to get up and slap both of them and be like, get out of here right now and go back and you watch Planet of the Apes from 1968 and then you come back in the theater and talk to me about talking apes. Oh, my gosh. Look, 
that was also the second best. We had the best theater experience. Second best moment because I looked over to these kids and I was like, high five, man. I, I love it. I you hope you get away with it. it. Yeah, because I feel like this one over here was like, uh, hello, someone come get these kids. Um, yeah, I was going to if they hadn't been, but they were they were pretty quiet. So they were quiet because that's the smart way to go. You can't sneak into a movie when you're underage and then make like a spectacle of yourself. Like, hello, mind you, wear a white shirt with a red dot, like bullseye. Hello, don't do that. Yeah. So they were very well behaved, but they couldn't have been older than fourteen years old. I that, and I'm giving fourteen being like the max because they did not look fourteen. They looked like they were like eleven. Yeah, but they were having a blast, <laughs> and that was good. Like I said, to see people. You know, I kind of like the idea of them sneaking into it. Was kind of fun to see. Yeah, it was classic film going experience. It was like we were transported back to the olden quote-unquote, the olden days, which would be... The, we're going to set it in the 90s. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people complaining about this movie and not liking it. What? Who? Yeah, and I... You know, this is one of those things where if this movie had been released in 1998, now everybody would be talking about how, and how it was an overlooked classic and it was amazing. They would have a special Screen Factory Blu-ray of it out and all this kind of shit and people rediscovering it. But because it's now, they're going to be like, eh, gonna, people have to, you know be dicks about it and also like a lot of people don't like Eli Roth and I haven't liked everything he's done but you know what I am fair give credit where it's due he has done some good ones he's done some bad ones that's true Aunt Lane did state at the beginning of the podcast that I was not a Roth fan um no like nothing against the actual dude but the, I, well, I, 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 I enjoy Kevin Fever. I'm was not fine. into the gore though. That's what it is. I feel like he's very like gory when he wants to be, which is like a lot of the time, a lot. And I, I didn't care for the films. Like I didn't care for Cabin Fever and also Hostel. It's too much for me. And to be fair, at the same time, I never saw Hostel, so I'm one of those that are giving my opinion on it, a movie I haven't seen. Um, but just because of the what well, happens in extreme, the film so and yeah. how extreme it is, I can't do it. And then Cabin Fever, I have seen Cabin Fever, and you know it was difficult for me to sit through. Yeah, but he's done some other good things. He like that you did enjoy. You liked him like Grove. I loved Hemlock Grove, which a lot of people also hate Hemlock Grove. <laughs> <laughs> he did that recent movie a few years ago, the kids' movie, that uh, House with the Clock in the Walls. That was I, pretty good. I did like this film, yes. So I think he's trying to like stretch out and do some different things, and that's fun to see. The people trying to, like, it's got to be hard for these people just to be like, even though they love it, like, I'm going to do horror. And they're like, oh, I'd really love to do this comedy. And they're like, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You can only do horror. Yeah, that would suck. You got to make it a horror comedy. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to throw it in there without them really noticing. But that's exactly what you would have to do. Yeah. I give this film four carve carver knives. Yeah, or four turkey legs, whichever you want to do. No, I'm going to stick with the... Four carving knives. Four carving knives. I'm going to say four carving knives, too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there was a little thing at the end that kind of reminded me of that movie, The Guest. I don't know if you caught it or not. No. When they, after the explosion and the fire... Someone is leaving. They're like suspicious of someone in a fire suit. Ah, uh, yes. That's similar to the ending of the guest. That kind of gave me that vibe with it. Yes, they did have an unopened, um, not unopened, not unended. What is it called? Open-ended ending. Yeah, <laughs> that was a t fucking tongue twister for me. <laughs> I got all twisted. 
Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yay. So hopefully we don't have to wait another 16 years for, well, I shouldn't say for a sequel because this, it would it is going to be a sequel. Yeah. So for this sequel. And I think it's doing okay. I mean, considering. Yeah. I mean, it can't have had that huge a budget. So I'm sure it's made the budget back and it'll do well. Yeah. I would like to see John Carver again. Um, I love the look of the whole outfit. Yeah. And the the axe. I mean, it was just... It was so classic. It was such a classic slasher, but yet gave modern me like, slasher. Yeah, it gave me like urban legend kind of vibes. And like, you know, the first scream kind of vibes. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. That's one of the things, too, is like so many horror movies lately have been very, very depressing. And like everyone lives in a cabin out in the middle of the woods and is depressed. And, you know, they have... You know, everybody's got mental problems, and they're like, oh, our life is terrible. Let's just stare off into the bleakness, and then the killer comes. Yeah. This was, you know, a fun, crazy, like, people are just living their lives, and crazy shit happens to them kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you to some degree, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking over like, oh no. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this. It's a mini spoiler, I, th- I because we didn't give away really who the killer is. Yeah, we told a couple things, but we're not telling you who the killer is. Um, but we hope you have a great holiday or non-holiday, just a great overall day. And I hope you eat delicious food. We are grateful to all of our listeners, and thank you so much. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Goodnight.